Welcome. My name is Debbie Wells, and you are listening to Special Family Connection. I am with Ryan Lundy from Pennsylvania and all the way over to the other side of the United States. I am in sunny Northern California, but it sounds like he is having warmer weather than we are. Anyway, Ryan, I wanted to just, I'm excited to have you on the show. Um, You reached out to me on LinkedIn and I was so glad that you did. So why don't we start off with you just telling us a little bit about yourself. As you said, I'm Ryan Lundy. I live in uh, a suburb of Pennsylvania, about 30 minutes from Philadelphia. Um, I have what's called a nonverbal learning disability. Some people think nonverbal means not speaking. Well, I'm speaking right now. So I am, I am verbal. Um, yeah, I was diagnosed, uh, early on. I got, something was, uh, a little wrong with me. They didn't know exactly what it was. Uh, um, officially I got tested and diagnosed at middle school, but as early as uh, five years old, I was showing signs of just not getting uh, social cues. So um, I needed a vision therapy, OT um, in the early stages. And then I phased out of that. Um, After that, when I got the diagnosis, um, I needed a lot of help with tutors, extra time with tests. I went to an extra uh, resource room in middle school and in high school. I had a lot of good support. Um, Without the support, I don't think I could do it. Um, with my family, they always dragging me to therapists <laughs> and finding tutors for me, and yeah, you name it, they would do anything for me. Still have it today. You had very involved parents, very involved mother, who made sure that everything got taken care of at an early age. Yes, mm-hmm. uh, it's very important for um, parents to advocate for their kids um, mm-hmm. earlier. The earlier, um, the better. You don't want to linger, uh, the diagnosis, even if you're unsure of if it's what diagnosis it is, get tested. Um, that's the psychologist's job. So to go there, make the appointment and set it up. Um, the child might not want to go. I remember the test being really hard, but that's when they found out that I had the disability. That's so that's right. why they do the, the long, boring test to me. Um, that I didn't like, but that's otherwise I wouldn't have found out my diagnosis. That's right. Um, yeah, so that's about me. Um, and the reason I'm on right now is I really want to, I reached out because I'm really uh, passionate about uh, sharing my story. This is, uh, this year I started sharing my story with people like you and other people want to help people. Um, uh, currently what I'm doing right now is I'm a teaching assistant, uh, at a special education school. And I've also, I also work at the autism center, also do like recreation planning for individuals with disabilities. So autism is something that is, um, I'm very familiar with, and I love to share with parents, um, about my experience. That's why I'm on today. I'm so glad that you are here. I've been looking forward to this. I um, think that you are very articulate and you really you really state your feelings clearly and well. And um, I think that you have a lot to teach us. I really do. 
Um, currently, what are you what are you working on as far as your job goes, and what would you like to see yourself doing in the next couple of years? Currently, I'm just trying to promote my story, besides my other jobs uh, with podcasts and help as many families as I can, and also to just try to do more outreach. Um, along with that outreach, try to get involved as many organizations as possible. And I, a couple months ago, I became the NVLD ambassador. It's called NVLD Project Ambassador um, for the NVLD Project. Now, many of you might not know what the NVLD Project does or is. Um, feel free to check out them at nvldproject.org. Actually, my mom gave me this uh, resource. It's one of the only organizations that I know of that specifically gears toward nonverbal learning disability. They do research about it. They have articles. They have people like me uh, write articles and promote. I'm actually going to get interviewed in a couple of weeks for that. So that's a very cool thing. And I've actually um, met some people there. I've uh, joined some like groups and all and trying to really break out of my shell more um, and understand why I have this disability, more about the disability, and just spread the image to other people who want to know resources with disability. Uh, in the next couple of years, um, well, I just got some exciting news uh, about a month ago too. I plan, I am planning on moving to Florida and I got a job as a teaching assistant at a special education school. Uh, it's called Learning Center at the ELS Center for Ec of Excellence. And it's on the campus started by Ernie Els. His son has autism, same as Scott for Ernie Els. And he started this foundation down there that has job skills. They do therapy. It's all on one campus, two public charter schools, and they have recreation programs. So my dream is to work for them in a couple of years or so. Um, but right now, I just got my foot in the door. I also got my foot in the door by volunteering online virtually. Mm -hmm. So I'm always a go-getter and looking for new things. And this place is L Center for Autism. I would highly recommend it's in Jupiter. They have everything that you want for it. It's a really unique place that I found in the country that does all of it in once because I find the hardest thing for services for families, they have to travel everywhere. Yes. You get everything. So this campus is just everything you need in one campus and they're growing. And I'm really excited to finally move down there. Uh, my family is going to help stay down there for a little bit and come back and forth. But I've always wanted to move somewhere besides uh, where I'm living right now. And I've always tried, but it's never worked out. And I got this job on my own. Uh, there wasn't even a job interview posted. So I basically contact them and they liked me and I'll be moving at the end of July. So. Look forward to that. It's going to be nervous. I'm going to be nervous, but it's going to be a new adventure. So that's awesome. well, I'm so young. Well, um, if somebody has a nonverbal learning disability, what would be some of the things that they would look for in their child so that they could get on early intervention as quickly as possible? Sure. Um, not getting a lot of like social cues, um, jokes, movies, stories, just just not really having a lot of socialization skills. Um, I lacked a lot of those skills. I lacked the fine motor skills. That's why I needed the OT. 
um, in the vision therapy. So if they lack those skills, I would recommend them get tested as soon as possible. Because the sooner possible, the sooner you can get on the waiting list. Uh, it depends what state you're in, but different states have different regulations and rules about the waiting list. And then as you get older into the adult services after 21, you get on the waiver system. And that can be a while for different kind of waivers. But I would just recommend that people with NVLD and not NVLD just uh, get tested early. If you think your child has something that's like socially awkward about them, see, I had um, I have tendencies of Asperger's and autism, but I don't fall into this category. So I that's when I have MVLD and that's what I have. I have tendencies of both, but I don't have one or the other. So that's right. how I got the diagnosis of NVLD. And it's a real mystery because uh, not a lot of people know about NVLD. So that's why I'm trying to spread the word about it through the NVLD project and help families. And I really am unique because I am uh, living with NVLD and I also work in the field uh, with disabilities. Um, right. So it's, I can really relate to both with aspects. Uh, my parents sacrifice a lot of their weekends just doing things with me because a lot of these parents um, just have to give up their weekends and hours and it's draining to them. <laughs> but they love you. And so it was worth every moment um, for them, I'm sure, because now they have this wonderful young man who's leaving the nest and he's going out to help other people. And other children who probably didn't have parents that were as involved as yours was, and they need they need you. You brought up the subject of the Ernie Els Institute. Could you tell me a little bit more about what that does? If there's a if there's an age group that it caters to, and what types of things they they help students with? Sure. Well, there's two separate schools that are not owned by the foundation, but are on the same campus, so they pay them rent. Um, the, they pay their foundation rent. Um, so the school I'll be working with is ages five to 14, and then they go to another school, uh, on the same campus, 14 to 21. And then the adults is, uh, are at the foundation is 21 up. And they're actually this summer building a new adult services building. Uh, it's going to have fitness studio, a drive-through they're establishing their day program. That's been going good. They also do stuff in the community where they find people jobs. They have a jobs program. Um, so they're really active in the community and they also have therapy. So it's it covers all the ages and it's on one campus. So wow. it's really, really a dream come true to me and a dream come true to everybody down there in the area. Looking also to have all the services one and not drive 20 million different places mm -hmm. to get to the services, which this is very rare, which th this is needed. Um, they're also going to try to build like later down the line recreation center. I mean, they have a golf course. Um, they have a tennis court and uh, basketball. So they have recreational programs, yoga. Um, I got involved in the Adult Connection Club, which is just a socialization club for adults with uh, they have. 21 and up, and then they have 21 and below. So just just to get involved for socialization, 
they just have a lot of events there. So I'm really looking forward to just getting involved as much as I can on the campus and expanding my career down there. I'm really excited for you. I just, I can hear it in your voice that you're just ready to go out on your own and prove yourself and, and uh, help as many people as you can. It sounds like you have a passion for helping people. I, I like what I hear from you because I know one of the things I have discovered in the years that I have spent working with special needs families is, is that there, uh, here on the West coast, there's a lot of programs for kids that are under 18, but then you start getting in the transitional period where you're working from going from being a kid into an adult and making that leap from living at home to living on your own. And some of the programs can fall short. And so hearing about a program like this in Florida is just amazing. And I'm glad to know that there's something out there for kids of various ages that will help them live independently someday. Right. Yeah. It's very, it's very important that um, as a parent, you do your research, um, no matter where you live, because yeah. each state is different, as you know. And different states have different regulations and rules with funding. Mm-hmm. It's all about funding and the grants, and you just have to do your research. I, 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 I researched this foundation. It took me a while to find this uh, foundation uh, in Florida, and I was like, "This is it." I mean, I'm also involved in. Um, I do a lot of um, involvement in Best Buddies. Uh, I got a citizens program uh, where I get I match up with a, another person with uh, out of disability. And we just correspond now virtually with things, have events online. But that's a great organization, too. Uh, I would recommend Best Buddies to people. And also, I'm a big sports guy, so uh, Mm -hmm. Special Olympics, too. I've coached them in the past. Both of them are trying to be in every state. So most of the states have both of those organizations. So just get involved with any organization you can. If you like sports, the Challenger is also a good one. Um, your local recreation departments, um, they might not have a program for um, people with disabilities, but if you could try to create one, I know a lot of parents uh, create their own nonprofits. Mm-hmm. That's a lot of pressure on them, but I give them credit <laughs> for that. Any ways to get involved, the more parent involvement, the better, because you need that support group. I know it could be taxing at times for the parents. It was taxing for my parents at times. But just uh, do your research and stay positive. It's hard to at times, but you can do it. Um, Everybody's unique. I can't think of adding anything better to what you just said. I think your advice is uh, incredible. And uh, I have to take my hat off to you and all the things that you've been able to overcome. Your parents as well. I think you and I talked about having your mother and your sister come and be interviewed on the podcast as well. So we could get kind of a glimpse into things from their perspective. And I would love that because your mom has obviously gone out of her way to keep you involved. And I'd like to know what her connections were, how she went about doing things. It's probably different there in Pennsylvania than it is in California. And then there's probably some similarities, but uh, 
I, I really, I'm very proud of you coming from a mom and a, and a grandmother of somebody with special needs. And you're accomplishing the things that I wish and pray and hope for, for my own grandsons. Um, so thank you for giving me hope. And thank you for giving other parents and grandparents hope that their children can overcome their issues and, and go on to lead happy, productive, independent lives. Thank you. Um, I would just also add that it's the child is unique. You have to find something that they're good at. So about later in life, whether they will be living at moving out or not moving out, like if you could just set them up for the future, I would say do like a special needs trust that my parents set up for me. Um, also, like volunteering or job skills. That's when like you find something that they're interested in and you run with it, uh, the earlier, the better. Um, I know they could, well, in the school to develop the skills, but once you hit that 21 mark, you got to really know what, you got to have it all in mind. Because if you're, if you're 21 and you don't have things in the place, it's not going to be pretty. All I can say, um, I've had a lot of clients that their parents are trying to, um, they've they were like 22, 23. They're trying to get on the waiver system. And it's just, they're going to be waiting for a couple of years, maybe longer. You need to start maybe. earlier with all that transition stuff. It needs to start in high school, actually. You need to start getting them prepared for that and getting signed up for programs that do have those wait lists. Right. You got to find their their talent and their skill, mm-hmm. whatever, that, whatever that may be. And really just hone in on that and know their limits too because mm-hmm. a lot of these a lot of the parents and I've dealt with um try to push their their um their son or daughter which is okay in a way but sometimes they over push and then I see that they can only do certain much mm-hmm. I mean maybe they can develop other skills but you got to know the limits of your child and you got to find their strengths we can't we can't live we can't live through our children. We have to let them live their own lives and live the purposes that God gave them They're as an individual. They've been gifted with their own gifts and talents. And like you said, find what they're good at. My daughter, she's uh, 42. She has fragile X syndrome, which is similar to autism. And she, from an early age, showed a love of photography. So got her cameras. We got her set up in anything that she needed She's going to college now to get her photography certificate. She has come out with a body of work that's just amazing. And I'm very proud of her. So now we're getting her set up with a a website where she can have a gallery, show her work. And there's some neurologists in the area who want to sponsor a show for her so she can actually have an art show of her work. So yeah, you're right. You have to find what they're good at. Don't push too hard. Let their own passions lead them. Right. That's great that your daughter's doing that. It's awesome. I would love to uh, view that show whenever that may be at the website. Yeah, I'll definitely do that. Um, yeah, I'm just a big connector in the field. I just want to help people as I can um, and advocate, basically. I'm here to advocate and try to hopefully down the line, maybe change some policies and the rules of the system because the system. To me, is just after the, uh, I can't mention this, but after 21, it's just, it's broken, basically, to me, um, in Pennsylvania. That's Pennsylvania. But I don't know how it is out there, but there's not enough programs for after 21. 
Um, and that's why this L center is great because it's all in one. Like the, they transition you from five to 21 and up. So it's like, you don't have to leave the place to go anywhere. And that's the biggest fear. These parents are like, where do I get this service and that service and that service? And what was like the you there? You don't have to. What was the URL of, of the L's Institute again? Uh, you could just look up um, Google the L's Foundation in uh, Jupiter, L's. Florida. Okay, we'll do that. Um, one more thing. If, um, one quick question. At, at your age, the, the age that you are, what do you find is probably the single most difficult thing you face? Well, right now I'm 35 and I don't have a girlfriend. I would like a girlfriend. I've only been in a relationship lasted about a month. Um, it's just dating. COVID doesn't help. But when it wasn't COVID, it's just I've gone on some dates. Someone will, someone not. But it's just like consistency. And also, I would love a girlfriend because people my age are, um, I know they say there's not a certain age that you have to be married or have kids by. But a lot of my friends have kids. Um, they also are married and getting up there. Um, I'm still young, but it's just, I don't know. I feel like I want to settle down, but now I'm moving to a new city. So it's a whole different ball game. I'm going to have to meet new friends, make new friends. Yeah. My whole social life has got to change. Um, well, maybe one of those new friends will be a girlfriend. Maybe, maybe that's, that's going to be a good thing. You're going to have this group that's 21 on up at the Institute. There could be somebody that you work with or somebody that you will, that will be nearby on the campus that you can strike up a friendship with and it'll go on from there. Yeah, I plan on um, joining a kickball or softball league, a co-ed league, and getting involved in the Jewish uh, whatever groups there are. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Because my success has come where I've made the most friends in adulthood. A couple of good friends are these uh, softball, kickball leagues. At first, I was very, I was reluctant to join any of these leagues. I don't know why. It's just, I just regret it. And I finally did it. And then I signed up for another league. Another league and now I'm actually going to start a league on Sunday. And hopefully, I mean, I, I'm actually doing this league with a, a guy I met from another league. So oh, good. it's been, that's the most success I've had. Um, it really isn't anything like dating apps uh, for for disabilities. Um, there probably is something, but not for like, for my level. So that's the hardest show I'm really having in my age, like trying to maintain friendships. And I get very uh, frustrated if people don't get back to me. Impatient sometimes with trying to make plans and I'm trying to um, reach out to people and they just basically ghost me and don't get back to me. So it makes me really sad, but that's my biggest struggle right now. Um, Well, I think probably after this, hearing this podcast, maybe you might be contacted by a couple of ladies who knows (laughs) anyway. Well, listen, Ryan, I'm not going to, I'm not going to keep you much longer, but I think you've been amazing. I think you've shared some um, information that will be very valuable to a lot of people. You're going to give hope to a lot of parents and to a lot of people who are just like yourself, who don't think that there's anything for them after they leave school. You're showing that there is. So um, I really am thankful that you're here telling your story. 
Thankful. Thankful is a great mm-hmm. word. Mm-hmm. Um, you got to appreciate what you have. Uh, my mom's always talking about gratitude. So I've shifted my mindset trying this year. It's hard for me because I'm always living in the like living in the past, thinking about the future and not mm-hmm. in the present. So a word of advice um, is to the parents also is um, thankful for every day you have with your individual child or if they have more than one individuals with disabilities and without. But um, yeah, my parents are always uh, saying what good things I do, even though if we fight a lot and it's important to have a good support group. So I'm very honored to be on this podcast and hope people enjoyed it. (laughs) Well, I'm honored that you decided to be here and talk to some old lady across the United States. Thank you so much. And um, I'm looking forward to talking to your mother and your sister as well. Sounds great. Definitely. Well, best of luck to you. I'm excited for your move. And I would like to have you back on once you start so you can kind of talk about the Institute and everything that's, or the foundation and everything that's going on with you. Oh, I would definitely love to do that. That's great. Thank you very much. So now you'll have to be a regular and keep us up to date on everything you're doing. (laughs) So. Okay. Thank you, Ryan. You have a nice night. I'm going to make dinner now. We're having hamburgers. So. Enjoy. Okay. I think I don't even have to wish you luck. I just know you're going to do great. I know you are. So, anyway, nice talking to you. Stay in touch. I will. I will. Anyway, till next time, okay? (laughs) All right. Have a good one. Bye bye.